Let me turn now to reporter Daniel Estrin, who's in Jerusalem. Daniel, what is the general mood among Israelis today? Well, I was in Tel Aviv today. It was it was a sunny day, and you know, no rockets fell there today. No sirens warned of incoming rockets, but rockets have been falling there for about four days in a row. For Tel Aviv, which so many people here call the uh, the bubble, the place where you can live a sort of glamorous Mediterranean seaside life, the reality of what's going on here really has pierced that atmosphere and. Everywhere I went, people were talking about rockets. They weren't talking about anything else. I hopped into a cab, and uh, turns out he's from the southern city of Ashdod, which has been heavily hit by rockets. He was going to grab some baby formula for his friend back in the south because uh, his friend was too uh, nervous to go out to a store. Um, I later stopped for lunch at a restaurant, and the delivery man was chatting with some restaurant workers, and one was saying, you know, seeing babies and kids killed in Gaza is heartbreaking, no matter who it is, no matter even if, if it's the enemy, and, you know, they were arguing about that, whether or not to feel empathy. Everywhere you go, people are talking about it. At one point today, two Israelis, one a soldier, were killed in a rocket attack near the Gaza border. A building was also damaged by a rocket attack in a suburb near Tel Aviv, and so things are changing constantly by the moment, and and, um, there are a lot of jitters around here. So uh, you mentioned that one Israeli soldier who was uh, reported killed today, the first Israeli soldier killed in the current days of conflict. How was that news received, and how does that kind of tweak the mood at this point? Well, there was lots of talk of a possible ceasefire happening tonight, and it's thrown a curveball into the whole situation. Now um, the radios are constantly nonstop reporting this, reporting the damage to the building, and Benjamin Netanyahu supposedly has given a directive to his ministers to uh, sort of stay quiet instead of giving these sort of heated interviews like they have been on the radio talking about how uh, a ceasefire is, is a bad idea. But uh, do you get a sense that Israelis want the ceasefire? Are people feeling optimistic about a potential ceasefire? I think everyone wants a ceasefire at some point. But what I've been hearing all day today on the radio, people in the street saying it's probably better not to rush into an immediate ceasefire because who knows what will happen months from now, a year from now. All of this will will happen again. And um, we should not go toward a ceasefire until... We know that there will be no more rocket fire coming from Gaza. There's a real sense. I mean, I was I was hearing a few 18-year-old uh, female soldiers on the radio talking about how we'd rather uh, our soldiers go in and really hit Gaza hard if we have to uh, before calling a ceasefire because um, calling one prematurely might mean that Hamas would not be deterred enough not to uh, launch rockets at Israel um, in a month or two. Daniel, uh, you visited uh, the Tel Aviv Art Museum today where the curators were storing paintings in the basement. I'd like us to listen to the scene there uh, as the museum was busy trying to protect its valuable property. So I'm just looking around here and I'm seeing this looks like the scene of a, a crime scene, like, a, like just yesterday thieves came here and, and absconded with 100 works. I may say that in a way evacuating an exhibition is a crime scene. It shouldn't have happened, but what can we do? I mean, we have responsibility to protect our paintings in time of problems. And Daniel, I just have to ask you, I mean, the gentleman there sounds pretty nonchalant if I read him right. Have Israelis just gotten so used to these periodic bursts of violence, it's almost now like an occasional bombing is just part of the fabric of life? That really is the sense around here. 
but I really did feel that this was different. The the gentleman you just heard from, the curator, said that he hadn't taken down works of art and stored them in their fortified vaults since the 1991 war with Iraq. And, and so there is real sense that this is something unusual and, um, you know, it's been a long time since the sort of heartland cities of Tel Aviv and uh, Jerusalem have been spooked by possible attack. Reporter Daniel Estrin speaking with us from Jerusalem. Daniel, thanks very much. You're welcome.